Thanks for listening to this sermon from River of Life Alliance Church. We hope the Holy Spirit uses it to point you toward Jesus. If you call River of Life home, we'd encourage you to join a journey group where you can unpack our sermons with a group of people who want to get to know you, who will care for you, read the Bible with you, pray over you, and serve alongside you. Lord, we consider our lives, we consider our individual walks with you. Jesus, we consider our corporate, Lord, as this body, your, your body, this corporate church, Lord, our walk with you. Jesus, you've been good. You've been faithful. Lord, and this morning, I pray that our minds and our hearts might, might recall moments, these these Ebenezer's, these stones of remembrance in our life, Lord, where, where your faithfulness and your grace, where your grace was sufficient for us, where your power was made perfect in weakness. Jesus, this morning, we don't want to miss an opportunity to lift you high corporately as your body this morning with our hearts and our minds saying, yes, Jesus, you're good. You're good and you're worthy of our praise this morning. Jesus, let it soak in. You're good. You're perfect. Lord, you're beautiful. God, enlighten our hearts this morning as we as we turn to your word. Lord, do your amazing work as only you can do. We look forward to it. God, in your name we pray this morning, Jesus. Amen. 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 We can have a seat this morning. Thanks, team. Awesome, 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 awesome. Well, good morning again. My name is Matt Hayden here. I'm a pastor on staff as well. Um, and uh, always awesome to worship. I'm a worship pastor here, and uh, it's, it's a blessing to worship. I, you know, I pray that we, as we come to worship, and worship involves singing, worship involves fellowshipping as we come in, worship involves sitting back, drinking a coffee, talking about a week with, with friends that we haven't maybe seen all week long. Worship involves, of course, singing. Worship involves as we dig into God's Word, as we consider things, as our minds think through life and, and allow the Holy Spirit to, to do His work in us. That's worship. You know, we come here, we come to gather and to worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and, and all that he is. Um, I, may, may, I, may, I, may I speak something this morning? And uh, I was praying about it during the worship set, and I wasn't planning on doing this, but hey, that's okay. That's how God does things sometimes. I want us as a, as a body, I want us to grow in worship. Not just in singing, not just in reading the word, not just in fellowshipping. I think we, we, we are doing these things well. We're doing them well. We're walking forward. But I, I just sensed that there's some reservations. There's some, there's some maybe separated cogs that need to just kind of come together a little bit. As, as we're, as a congregation, as we under God are lifting him up together, I feel like, I feel like there's sometimes we can come in with our individual lives, which is fine, our individual walks with the Lord. And so we're, we're kind of inside, we're thinking, Jesus, you're good, yeah. And, and it, you know, but no one else knows that. No, no one else knows what's going on in our hearts and our minds. 
uh, because we're not, maybe we're not sharing it with them, you know, while we're, while we're eating coffee and cookies, you know, oh, God did this this week, this was awesome, or God did that this week, or, or during our times of worship. You know, uh, if you're feeling, man, God is good. He is faithful. I'm agreeing what this song's talking about. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You know, I just want to give us the freedom corporately as we join together. Boy, it's so encouraging uh, during worship as we, as we get into God's word. Whatever we do on a Sunday morning, we're here to encourage each other. And if we never say anything out loud or, or do anything outwardly and it's all within us, that, that's fine. And there's no judgment here. But if we never express that, whether through voice or, or amen or yes or yeah, woo, you know, showing, showing something, we, we don't edify each other. And, and that's a huge part of Sunday mornings. Is that okay to say? Anyways, uh, yeah, it, 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 no, I'm not twisting arms. I'm not, I'm not expecting anything different necessarily. I'm just, I just wanted to speak that this morning. So you have full right as I share God's word, as the Lord speaks, he's going to speak. He's got a great great thing to speak this morning. Uh, feel free, you know, yes, woo, okay, yeah, that's good, that, yeah, go, keep, come on, come on, come on, keep it going, you know, feel free as the Lord's speaking to you to be, to be excited, to encourage each other. It's fun, it's fun, it's good times, so anyways, heroes of the faith, uh, we've, <laughs> yes, I'm gonna regret this, aren't I, Rick? No, this is great. Uh, Heroes of the Faith, we, we've been in this series for, what, 16, 17 weeks. We started it uh, the end of July-ish as we transitioned as a church into this season um, of looking for a new lead pastor. We jumped into this series, and uh, we, we've, been, we've been digging through it. Uh, as we began the series, um, we asked a few questions. And let's see if my... Ah, yeah, it's working. We asked a few questions as we considered, okay, as we dive into this Heroes of the Faith, this, this series on faith, why, we asked some questions, why, why do a series on the Heroes of the Faith, we asked 17 or so weeks ago. And as we processed that in, in the, uh, the, the intro sermon that we had, we processed, well, well if, why, why, do this, why do this series? Because we want to be men and women who walk by faith. I mean, it's, it's all about faith. We, we see even in, in the Hebrews, before we get to chapter 11, it t- talks about that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So, of course, you know, as we, as we love the Lord, we want to we honor him with our lives. Of course, we're going to want to be men and women who know what faith is, who can understand the concept of faith, and who actually not just know it, right? As James says, you know, faith without action is like worthless and it's dead, right? So we want to be men and women who are who are acting in it, who are implementing things in our faith, and, and we're actually living out of the faith that's, that's within us. So we asked that. That was one of our questions we asked. So that, that was our answer. We want to be men and women of faith. We also asked this question. We explored, well, okay, if that's our desire, then, then we got to get down to the basics. What is faith? What is the essence of faith? And, and I remember we, we shared about uh, Ian Thomas's de- definition of faith, how it's this, it's the interlock between, between God and, and his transcendency, all that God is, and then all that we are as, as humankind. Like there's a separation here. Faith is, is the thing that can kind of connect, connect the two together. Okay? And we, I, I don't know if you remember the analogy we, we were talking about, the zipper at the county fair. You guys ever rode the zipper? Anyone know what I'm talking about? Okay, you got the zipper. You're in that, you're in that little cage thing. You're thinking, oh gosh, well, you're having fun. And then all of a sudden you look up and you realize the only thing that's connecting you to that whole mess of metal and machine is this little cotta pin. Whoop! And you're like, whoa. 
But that's what, that's what faith is. It, it's, 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 it can seem small sometimes and some, not insignificant, but it can seem really small sometimes. And Jesus even said, you know, faith like a mustard seed can move mountains. It's the interlock between us and God. As, as we did dive into Hebrews 11, as we consider what is faith, of course, we have the definition of faith that the writer of Hebrews kind of gives us in, in Hebrews 11. One, you know, faith is the assurance of things that we hope for. It's, it's, it's a conviction. Like, yes, God, I know you're going to make well on your promises. So it's a, it's a conviction of things that, that you're, you're not seeing yet, but you know he's promised it and you know he's going to be faithful. So faith, what, what was faith? We, we kind of looked at that as we, as we jumped into this series. We, we, we had to talk about the overarching because you can't just pull Hebrews 11 out of Hebrews and go, okay, let's look at faith. You got to look at the whole context of the writer uh, of, of the book of Hebrews. So we kind of, in the beginning, looked at the context. And I'm just, I'm just reminding us here, re- recalling some things. The book of Hebrews is all about the supremacy of Jesus. It goes through very logically things in the Old Testament that were pictures of what Christ did. You know, he's the, he's the great high priest, Jesus. It's the, all the high priests are, are pointing and looking forward. They're all pictures of Jesus, the great high priest. And, and, and the book of Hebrews just talks about the supremacy of Jesus over Moses, over angels, over all the uh, Old Testament sacrifices, all of those pictures are in and foreshadowed the coming of Jesus and his work on the cross. And then as you guys know, and I hope you didn't get tired of it, but I, I've enjoyed the last, oh, 13, 15 weeks of uh, jumping into different dudes and gals. You know, we jumped into Abraham. We, we looked at his life. We dug in, okay, what, what Abraham? And, and we, you know, we talked about his life of faith. We talked about, we spent a couple weeks on Jacob. Doug Grogan uh, shared about Jacob's life and, and different things that Jacob wrestled with, with faith. Moses, again, we spent a few weeks on Moses. Joshua, Rahab, uh, this, this gal, great woman of faith. And how we even see that God can use the lowest of the low in society. That This prostitute and his grace is sufficient even for her. And she turns to God and, and in faith welcomes the spies. And, and you guys, ho- I hope you remember that. Um, Awesome story of her faith. You know, Samson, Hannah, Samuel, David, Micah, all these men and women of faith, we kind of looked into their stories. Well, as we approached this Sunday, I knew that I was going to be wrapping, at least I, I, I thought I was going to be, and here I am, uh, wrapping the series up today. And it was heavy on my heart, as I knew I was going to be wrapping this up. This question was something of significance to me. How shall we wrap this series up, Lord Jesus? How, how, how would you like us as a body and as us as men and women, boys and girls, how do we, and I, I don't even want to say wrap up, but almost how do we just begin anew as we finish this? How do we begin almost in a way? Well, as I, as I prayed and thought, spent some time with the Lord, and I, you know, in, in doing it, I, I, the way my brain works is I just had to read through the book of Hebrews a few times, just kind of just one sitting. And I, I believe the Lord kind of gave like, hey, th- this, is, this is how we can end this uh, this week for, for this season in this church for us today and for us as individuals. As I read through Hebrews a few times and saw where faith, that connection of faith, uh, in chapter 11, flows right into chapter 12, and how there's different things. As I, as, I, as I read through Hebrews, I noticed something that I wanted to share with us this morning. 
throughout the book of Hebrews, and these are just a few examples, 12 different times through the book of Hebrews, the author will explain something about Jesus, the, the significance of like an Old Testament uh, sacrifices pointing to Jesus or that he's the great high priest and points to Jesus as he would wrap up different thoughts throughout the book of uh, Hebrews. And you can read these for yourself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just shotgun through some of these real quick. As the, as the writer would, would write something, he, he would always draw his readers to a response. He would basically say, therefore, let us. And let, let me just read some of these. Hebrews 4.14. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. He says, let us then hold fast our confession. In Hebrews 6.1, the writer says, therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrines of Christ and go on to maturity. Keep pressing into maturity. Let us. Hebrews 10.22 uh, after talking about the curtain being ripped and Jesus, Jesus doing all this, it says, So then let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our, and our bodies washed with pure water. And again, the next verse in Hebrews 10, 23. So, so let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who is promised is faithful. Hebrews 12, 28, therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Hebrews 13, 15, through him then, let us, okay, he's asking for a response here. Let us then continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips that acknowledge his name. And this morning, I want you to turn with me. I want to show our last example is in Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. And we've read these these. This, these uh, verses a few times. And this is where we're going this morning. As the author wraps up this faith chapter, okay, he's, he's wrapping up chapter 11. He starts it off. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things unseen. Here's all these dudes and gals that, that walked out faith. They figured things out. They're doing it. And he comes to verse 1 of chapter 12. And the writer says this, again, in, the, in this, I believe as the writer's, you know, divinely being inspired by the Holy Spirit, I think he's getting excited, or he or she, whoever the author was, uh, boy, ugh, faith, man, it's welling up in him. He's like, okay, he, he, and he splashes out into, into, into chapter 12, I believe. He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, all these people that we're considering, since this, let, let us then also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let, let us also then run uh, with endurance the race that is set before us. Verse 2. And it's implied here, you know, let us look, look to Jesus. Looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. I think this morning we need, to, we, need to, we need to understand that the writer and that the Holy Spirit and that God wants us to respond. Not just hear the last 18 weeks and let it rattle around in our brains as great knowledge and, oh, that was good, good churchy stuff, and, and uh, let it just... You know, go in one ear, out the other, so to speak, in terms of it being applied in our life. 
And I think we need to, to, to use some, I don't know, some, some good fear in this, okay? I think God is, is stirring up a response. The whole point of Hebrews 11, all of these characters we've looked at the last 15 weeks, therefore let us, let us. And this morning, I'm just, in diving into these verses, kind of our roadmap this morning, I believe we, we need to have a faith response. And I want to dig into, what is it, let us lay aside every weight. What is that? What's that all about? What does that look like? Let us run with endurance. I'm excited about that one. Let us run with endurance. Um, and finally, what, what does it look like for us to let us look to Jesus as we continue our walk in faith? Um, I, I want to pray, and I want you to pray with me as we ask God to do work. Lord Jesus, we just stop and we pause. Lord, we, we realize that a void of your presence and your speaking and your understanding of our hearts and minds and your understanding of our life situations and who we are and how we work, void of that, Jesus, void of your work in us, this is moot. So, Lord, we ask that by your illumination, Lord, make your word come alive to our hearts and our minds. Reveal, convict, encourage, spur on, build up. Ah, Jesus, us this morning, we just ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Let's kind of ju- let's jump into these verses a little bit. Let's let's chew on these. Um, Hebrews twelve one. I'm going to just read the first part here in this first point. Laying aside every weight, let us lay aside every weight. The author says, therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us then also lay aside every weight in sin, which clings so closely. Before diving headlong, and I, I think it's cool, uh, I want you to grab the picture here that I think the author's going for. You know, therefore, since we're surrounded by these great cloud of witnesses, I, I want you to picture, and I brought this so I could remember to make this point. Back in the day, you, you would never guess that I played basketball, you know, four foot two or whatever, you know, but hey, back in the day, I was a pretty good point guard, okay? This, these were our warm-up jerseys for our, our school there in Maine, Mount Blue, Cougars, and uh, I, I remember, I specifically remember, you know, playing basketball, feeling what it feels like to be on the court, feeling what it feels like a big game, and the crowd's there, ah, you know, and just, just you know, you're just like, yeah, here we go, guys, you know, and, but, but I remember, maybe some of you played basketball or other sports or different things, and I remember as I graduated, went on to college, you know, did college thing, and ended up moving to Denver later on after college, and I remember going back. To, to high school and, and just wanted to watch a basketball game. You want to go watch the Cougars play. And I remember sitting in the stands, you know, and it was kind of like, huh. One, I wasn't as a big deal as I thought, you know, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but two, I remember going, hey, I know how it feels, brother. You know, when it's a big game, it's like, you know, down by four, there's a 30 seconds left. It's your ball. What, what were you doing? You know, and, you know, you, you just, you kind of like, oh, I know how that huddle's feeling. I know what that team's talking about at halftime. Ooh, I know what my coach is telling them right now at halftime. I know the curse words he's using. Um, you know, so, so, and we need to get this picture in our heads that this, this great cloud of witnesses, these heroes of the faith who have gone before us, have, have lived through it, right? Have, have learned what it feels like to not know 
how God's going to do a promise that they know he's promised them, but they're not sure how, how it's going to work out. And they, they go ahead and by faith, just they're assured that it's going to happen. And they, they, and, and they see it fruition. They see it happen. And, and, and so they've been through it. And now they're surrounding us, okay? If you want to picture our arena, they're, they're all sitting there with their little one-finger foam things, you know, and then their thunder sticks. You know, they're, they're spectators. They're, they're cheering us on. They're saying, hey, it's worth it because I've been there, I've done that, and God was faithful. He did provide. Amen. You know, um, and so, so since we're surrounded by these, these cloud of witnesses, okay, so that's the backdrop of, of these points as well this morning. Since we're surrounded by these guys and gals that have gone through it, let us also lay aside every weight and sin that, that clings so closely. Um, how do we do this? What does this look like? Some questions that came to my mind this week. You know, I, we, we can say it, but boy, when we get in the trenches on a Monday morning, when our jobs are just, you know, at risk or our finances are crazy or boy, that spouse to spouse relationship, you know, we're tired and we got newborns up at night. You know, you know, all the things that can surround our lives. Sometimes you get in the nitty gritty. It's not so hard to live by faith sometimes. Okay. It's not so hard. I mean, it, it is very hard sometimes to lay these weights aside and these sins as we walk out this life of faith. So maybe a better question to ask than these two is maybe we need to begin with, well, what, what exactly are these weights? What, when he says, you know, throw off these weights that, that hinder this, what, what are the weights and what are the sin? And, and I ask you this morning, some participation here. What, and I don't think there's a wrong answer here this morning unless you said something really crazy. But what, what are some weights that we can just say, hey, these are some weights that I know I've dealt with or I'm dealing with or that I've, I've seen others deal with. Stuff like, I'll, I'll start us off, pride. What are other weights? Relationships can be weights. Depression can be a huge weight. What else? Hobbies, work, health, health issues. What's that? Financial issues, money problems, family issues. How about anger? What are the things like that? Like things that may, may come out of us that may not be good. Jealousy. Worry, anxiety, depression. What else? Self-absorption. Selfishness. Uh, ignorance. If, if you need help thinking what I'm trying to lay down, you, could, you, could, you don't need to turn there, but Galatians 5.19 has a list for us. The works of the flesh are envy, strife, jealousy, fits of rage, you know, these things. Uh, Colossians chapter 3 has another list for us about these things that, that as we don't walk after the Spirit, but, but we walk after our flesh, right? These things can well up and they, they become weights, they become weights. They weigh us down. They, they stop the work of faith in our life because to be self-absorbed is, is a faith issue. To be angry in a moment is a faith issue. To, to, to have worry or anxiety that turns into, if you have it enough, it turns into this depression. You isolate and you, you be, yeah, you just self-absorb and you, you wallow and, 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 and it's nuts. But that's a faith issue. It's a faith issue. It comes down to the fact that you don't trust 
that God will provide for me and I can wait on his timing because he's faithful and he's good. He's a good father and I can trust him. Even if my circumstances say it's, it's not coming and I don't know how it's going to come, it's a faith issue. So what are the ways, how do we do this? Well, let's look, let's look here. In Hebrews 11, 13 through 16, go ahead and turn back there with me. We get a glimpse of how the heroes of faith did it. And it may not be apparent right on the surface, but, but as we dive into this point, I'll explain what's going on here and how they laid off these weights and how they laid off this sin as they pursued their walks of faith. So Hebrews 11, uh, 13 through 16. These all, these heroes of faith, they, they, these all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them from afar seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on earth. Okay, that's our first thing that we need to... These guys considered that their walk on earth, everything may not come into fruition of their time on earth. Okay, so that's a deep foundation that these guys were walking in. Okay, that I don't think we get today. We expect God to do it next week or at least in this lifetime. Okay, they realized, they, they understood, and they, 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 they accepted that they were strangers and exiles on this earth. Verse 14, for people who speak thus, make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. Verse 15, if they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But these guys and gals, as it, as it is, They desired a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called a God, for he has prepared for them a city. What's going on here in these verses is these men and women, as God would call them out of an old land, and I think that old land is literal for some of these guys and gals, but I think think as we apply it today, we can talk about an old land being a kind of an allegory or a metaphor, like your old life, right? Okay, so God's calling, like, literally, he called Abraham out of the land. Like, hey, you move from Huron, and we're going to go to Canaan, okay? But as Abraham, as he journeyed out and said, okay, God, I'm trusting you, I'm trusting you, you know, I'm kind of holding, yeah, here we go. It, it's saying here that, hey, he could have had, a, he could have returned to the old land as things got weird, like, oh, what's going on here? What? You want to, you want my, me to offer my son Isaac? Ugh. And, and runs back to where he knows is safe, or at least he thinks he has things set up, okay? These, these guys and gals, they, they didn't go back to the old land, to the old ways of thinking, to the old, like, as God beckoned them forward, they kind of just kept going. They kept, ah, trusting. Okay, this is weird. This is scary. This is different. But they kept pressing in to this, this new life, this new land, this heavenly land, this, this mindset of, hey, I may not get it on this earth, but I know I'm trusting here. Okay, that's what's going on. That's how the heroes of faith did it. So when they would lay aside different things that God would call them to lay aside and and to sacrifice things that God would call them to, that that was the foundation of how they did that. And for us, uh, it's unfortunate, but many Christians today, you know, we can't can't judge, but at the same time, we kind of can. We start a new life in Jesus, and as we walk in this great newness of life for a season... 
experiencing his love, his grace, and da-da-da. All of a sudden, as time passes, as maybe trials come, maybe temptations frustrate, we can begin to look back and go, oh, man, Lord, you're not quite being faithful like I thought you would, or, or whatever it is, this is harder, or, or, or this isn't as good as I thought, or whatever. And we start looking back. And I want to, just real quick, okay, I don't want to belabor this, but sometimes it helps to get a little picture in our heads, okay? So in this, in this thought, I'm going to just picture this. Okay, this is us, this is humanity, this is an individual before they come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Okay, they're black, sin indwells them, they are, they are, they are, they are enemies of God. Uh, you know, separated, dead because of sin, like dead in their spirit and, and dead to God, enemies of God, completely black. And, and all they can do, now what, what I have here, there's a couple shirts and they're just random I did the cheap version of the analogy. I just grabbed some old t-shirts here. But these things are representing weights and sin, okay? So as this person, and, and we were all once this, you know, and maybe some of us this morning still are, if you haven't bent the knee to the Lord Jesus and received him by faith that, yes, he died on the cross for my sin, and he forgave me, and he has grace for me, and received him as Savior, you may be in that boat still, dead, separated from God. And all we have is our own resources. So all we have is, man, when our spouse does something bad to us, when someone does something bad to us, we go, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? And we just throw fits of anger because we have no other choice but to live out of that. Like, I'm ticked, so I'm going to show it because I don't care. And there's no reason why I shouldn't care. Okay, and then we continue on in our life. We're, We're just angry. And then, oh, man, I'm so worried about work. I don't know where finances are coming from, so I'm just a worry wart and I come turn into depression and all this stuff. And then, yeah, let's, let's see. What's this one? Oh, jealousy. Oh, I wish I had that, what that guy has. Jeez, I mean, this, you know, this kind of weights up here. There we go. And then this one, ah, it's getting a little heavy here. Uh, let's see. I don't know. What is this one? Fits of uh, uh, whatever. Make up your own. Okay, whatever it is that you're dealing with, I can't think on the fly here. So we got these weights, right? And we're, we're, we're hobbling along and we're like, gracious sakes, this is crazy. And then we, then we hear the gospel. We're, you know, we're weighted down by these burdens. We're like, dag, we hear the gospel. Someone shares with us the good, the good news of Jesus. Hey, do you know he died for all this stuff? Do you know you can lay your burdens down at him and he, he has new life. He has abundant life for you. <clears throat> that if you will, by faith, just receive the work that he accomplished on the cross for you. And so, so what do we do? We bend, bend a knee down. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Restore me. Forgive me. Make me white as snow. Take, take this stuff off. Take it. Take it all, Lord. Take it. It's yours. And at the foot of the cross, we put it. We lay it down. And again, remember, this is identity series. Remember? Okay? The old man, Romans 6, 6, died with Christ. I've been crucified with Christ. My identity as a sinner is gone. And now, and, and, and don't, don't hate me for this, Lauren, when you find this out. I, I stole this from Lauren this is her this is her bathrobe. I didn't have anything else white. Okay? So, to not make light of this, but we become new, right? Romans 6, the the uh, old man that sin nature's gone, completely gone, never to come again. 
If you truly place your trust in Christ, no matter what your life looks like later on, now, you know, there will be fruit, blah, blah, blah. But it's gone, okay? Amen. It's dead and gone. We are now a child of God. Bam. White as snow. So, praise God. This is great. This is awesome. We're going along, right? I feel like Rocky Balboa or something. But what do we do sometimes, guys? Literally, what do we do sometimes? And, it, and we may do this in a day. Like, throughout the day, we may ebb and flow in this. What, what do we do? We come to a situation where because of busyness and our minds aren't being renewed or whatever reason, we go, oh, this is, this is, oh, okay, okay, I'm, I, I need love now, you know, I, you know, who, who am I? I'm, I'm, I'm the Lord's child, so, but boy, this is really bugging me, so, so I, I'm looking back and, ah, I gotta, I gotta be angry to get my way, because I just can't, I can't just love through this, because they'll never change if I just love them and just pray for them. I gotta get angry at them, because that, that makes results, right? Okay. Okay. Oh, that's okay. Shoot, anger. You know, we do the whole forgiveness, you know, whatever. But we're, we're still a child of God, but we, we've got this weight on. And, and then maybe we go back and, oh, I'm so worried and I'm depressed. Oh, I'm so, whatever these were, prideful, envy, jealous. And, and all of a sudden, we've got a bunch of Christians out here today that we're being weighted down just as if we were unsaved. We might as well just be unsaved. We're still saved. I'll leave that between you and the Lord. But we've, 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 we've gone back. We've gone back and we, we've picked these things up in our self-absorption, in our, in our selfishness, in our pride, in our, in our independence. As we lack faith, it's a faith issue that we pick these things back up. I don't know for you, these days, these years what that has looked like for you. I want to read a scripture that, that nails this to a wall this morning as we finish up this first point that kind of depicts what's going on. Turn to Colossians 3. I want to read verses 1 through 14 right through. So as we, I, and I think one one. Advice, wisdom, I think sometimes we as Christians, in considering this depiction, in trying to take off, say, anger or worry or pride or selfishness, we can become so focused on putting those things off that we take it off, but we don't replace it with anything else. Okay? And I didn't show it, but there's a few shirts over here by the New Life in Christ coat. And and we'll read what they are here in Colossians 3 in just a second. So read this with me. As we put things off, we need to make sure to put things on as we learn and walk in faith and in this Christian life. I'm just going to read this straight through. Follow with me. Uh, Colossians 3. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on things of earth, for you've died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life now, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Verse 5. Put to death, therefore, what is, what is earthly in you? Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked but you were li- uh, when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, 
and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Verse 11. Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, uh, slave, free, but, but Christ is in all, it, uh, Christ is all and in all. Verse 12. Put on then. Okay, since you've died to Christ, or since you've died to your old ways, since you've died to that old man, it's dead and gone. Verse 12, put on then as God's children's ones, holy and beloved. Put on compassionate hearts. Put on kindness. Put on humility, meekness, and patience. Bearing with one another, and if someone has a a plane against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And above all, all, all of these put on love, which binds everything in perfect harmony. So I, I guess just something, you know, as we, as we respond in this faith thing, as we deal day to day, and what does it look like to put off these things? And, you know, and, and in those moments when we're feeling anger come up, we're feeling jealousy come up, we're feeling worry come up, it's, I, I don't think it's enough, and I think we can get stuck, you know, oh, I just got to not worry. I just got to not worry. I just got to not be angry in this moment. I think we need to go, yes, I'm not going to be angry, but I, I'm going to love. Mm. Yes, I'm not going to worry, but I'm going to put on trust. You know, I'm not going to, you know, wh- whatever it is, I'm not going to be jealous. I want to put on, Lord, your contentment. May we press forward into this new life. Jesus did. He said it. He said, I've come that you might have life to the full, abundant life. And I think this is a picture of some of, some of what that life can look like. And it's not just an eternity uh, uh, in heaven life. I think the here and now, we can have glimpses of abundant life as we, as we put off these weights. I mean, goodness sake, when, when you're angry with people, it, it just causes life to stink and division. And, you know, you, you end up watching a movie in different rooms because you're just mad at each other. When if, if you would have put that anger off, considered for a moment and then put kindness and love on because that's who you are oh man you watch the movie together yeah that's abundant life it's abundant life um let's press forward in this newness of life whatever whatever that means for you these days i I pray that god's speaking for you The author continues here in Hebrews, back to Hebrews chapter 12. Second part of verse 1. So we lay off these weights and the thing that clings so closely. And then he says, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. As we approach the second point, I just have a question. Are you mature in your faith? Now, this isn't a prideful thing for you to, to, to answer that you don't need to say it out loud. Um, but, do, you know, do you feel like, ah, I, I feel like I've, I've, I've reached some points of maturity in my faith. You know, I understand Scripture. I, I feel like I've applied it as God has led me in my life. Um, I've, I've walked with the Lord through a lot of different things, and, and I've, I've, learned, I've learned faith a little bit here and there. I'm, I'm not perfect. You know, so, so in a humble way, we, can, we could say, you know, I would bet you there's, there's probably 90% of us in here that are probably mature Christians, okay? And that's good. 
Praise God. He's been doing a work. You've been allowing him to do a work in your life. Well, I want us to turn to Philippians chapter 3 real quick. And I want us to consider something this morning as we consider this point. What does it look like to run with endurance? Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 through 15, the first part of 15. And I want you to listen here. There's the Apostle Paul talking about a mature Christian. Paul says, not that I've already obtained this, or I'm already perfect, talking about this resurrected life and, and this amazing life in Jesus that he just talked about. Not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own. Because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own yet. But he says, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And then he says this, I think it's cool. Let those of us who think they are mature think in this way. What's the tone that, that Paul's approaching this with when he says, not that I've obtained it, not, not that I'm done, I'm pressing forward, I'm straining forward towards this call that God has for me. It, it, I'll ask this question. Is it a tone of, of him kind of sitting back and be like, yeah, I'm mature. I can just uh, ride this sweet, comfortable wave and disciple people in my comfortable living room, and that's enough. Or... Is it more of a tone of, holy cow, I've, I've come a long ways. This is sweet. I'm moving forward in it because there's more that God wants to do in me. There's more that God wants to do through me until I'm with Christ to live as Christ and to die as, you know, to live as Christ. Which, which attitude do you, do you sense from the Apostle Paul? Which one? Yeah, second one. Yeah, sorry. I thought some of you were saying the first. I'm like, did I just say those wrong? Okay. Yeah, it's this tone. It's obvious. It's this tone of, hey, you're walking pretty well. You're walking well. Great. You're mature. Awesome. Get after it. Let's do it. Let's go more. Not, not in a striving and a perfection in like a, a legalistic, crazy way like that, but in a, man, I love God. Like, I want to run this race. Sure, with endurance, you know, I'm not just going to start sprinting this 26-mile marathon, but boy, I want to jog fast. And as I jog fast, I want to get a little faster. And as I take that Gatorade in, I want to go faster. You know, and, and I'm telling you, and, and you know, I, I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying I think this church, I think churches today, there's people in the body of Christ that are mature and that are sitting back in their recliners. And they think, I'm okay, I'm comfortable, I'm good. I'll even, you know, snooze during worship or I'll snooze or I'll not show up to help something because I'm just comfortable and that would, that would be sacrifice. I think there's churches full of them. And I think God's saying, hey, 
If I wanted you to just, just be comfortable and just be all about the knowledge you can get and all about worship of me and, and nothing about serving the community or, or serving people in need or, or getting out there and running after it and sharing the gospel and, you know, not, again, not in a legalistic way, but in a, a Holy Spirit-led way as you were just divinely like looking, God, how can I run for you today? How can I run with everything I have for you today? I think God sometimes looks and says, do you realize if I wanted you to, to not run and just to be comfortable, I would have just zapped you to heaven when I saved you? Why are we here? Why are we still on this earth if we're saved? It's because he, he wants us to, to, he wants our life to do something for others and to share that gospel and to, to bring life and to restore life. While we run, run. We got our cheering, right? We got our witnesses surrounding us saying, go for it, man. I ran. Abraham's like, I ran. I was going to sacrifice Isaac. And then all of a sudden, God provided the ram. And it was awesome. And boy, rah, run, run, Matt. Run with all you got every day because it's worth it. It's awesome and it's beautiful. And it's the best life you could ever try to get on your own. God knows what we need. If you're wondering, well, why is my life like boring and stinky? Hey, Start running every day, man. Start running every day asking Jesus to lead and guide you. And your days will change, I promise you. I promise. Awesome. Let's, let's run. And as we run, uh, let, us, let us keep our eyes fixed on that which we need to keep it fixed on. The author continues here. I'm in Philippians. Back, back in Hebrews 12. Verse 2, so we, you know, we let us lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely. Let us, let us run, let us run with endurance this race that's set before us. And let us look to Jesus, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of God. Finally, this morning, let, let us look to Jesus as we lay aside the weights, as we run, and whatever that means for us, as we run. We, we don't want to run like this, getting in and all the minutiae, because we will, we will. Inevitably, we'll get tired, and we'll, you know, we'll kind of end up sitting and, and cowering and being tired and, and winded and thirsty. And, but if we're looking here, if we're, if we're getting our portion from here, if we're just, that's, that's where we're going, Jesus. That's where I'm going. Boy, we'll continue to get filled, 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 filled. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus Christ. At every turn in life, and there's a lot of turns in life, aren't there? There may be a big turn coming tomorrow that you don't even know about yet. At every turn, every trial, same thing. Every temptation, every day, throughout the day, any job situation, any relational issues, any, anything that may come up with your finances, anything that may come up with situations where you need to move or whatever may come that needs us to walk and to run in faith in any of these situations, whatever comes, we must dependently look to Jesus to be the supplier of our faith. It says it here. He's the founder 
and the perfecter of our faith. Jesus, the ultimate hero of the faith. He's the ultimate creator and supplier of our faith. Jesus said it like this when he was walking with the disciples. We know this, John 15, 5. He, he says, hey, guys, you know, all this stuff you've been going through with me, I'm, I'm leaving soon, so at this, you know, before we take this last supper, here we go. I'm the vine. I'm the supply of all the sap or whatever vines have in it. I'm the supplier. You're the branch. You're the branch. You're not the vine because you'll run out. If you cut off the vine, if you cut yourself off from me, if you're not looking at me, if you're not abiding in me, if you're not receiving from me, and this is, man, this is, this is not like once a week. This is like throughout the day, sometimes 20 times a day. Sometimes, you know, not in a legalistic way, but in, in sometimes a reality way of you need to be filled throughout the day in abiding in him and realizing, gosh, I'm just a branch that, boy, I just kind of separated myself here for a little while. Lord Jesus, let me, let me get back in and plug in again, okay? As we, Jesus says, I'm the vine, you're the branches, abide in me and you'll bear fruit, much fruit, much fruit. How do we not, how do we lay aside the weights and, and put on the things of love, the things of, that God has us as, as new identities in him? How do we do that? Ultimately, we abide in him. That strength to do that comes only from the vine. We are the branches. We must learn to look to him and, and, and to learn to be good receivers, if you will, to, to, to be good at receiving. We're so good at, at striving. Like, that's our natural thing is, boy, I need love now. Brrr, I'm going to love you. It doesn't work. You know, or, or I need to stop worrying. I got to have trust. Got to have trust. There it is. You know, where, where, that's not how God wants it. God wants us to be, God, I'm worried. I'm worried. <laughs> it's me, God, the worry again, you know. Can I, can I abide with you, Lord Jesus? Can, can, you, can you fill me anew? I, 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 need your, I need the trust that I can't produce on my own, but, but you're the author and you're the perfecter of my faith. So, so in this moment, in, in my lack of faith, would you give me faith to trust in you, Jesus? And he will. He will. But so many times we don't ask. And, and that, that whole transaction doesn't just happen alone in your bed at night solo, Okay. That happens in community, that happens here, that happens God uses each other. We, we talk through, we are channels of God to other people, right? So we're loving, you know, make sure that's just not a conversation with Jesus, which it needs to be too, but talk with other people, you know, and be listening to other people. Pray for other people that they might be connected to the vine. We cannot create or perfect, or perfect our faith on our own. Uh, independent from him, we must be dependent, completely dependent on Jesus Christ. Um, may we be filled with the very life of Jesus by the power and the presence of his Holy Spirit, abiding with him, walking out every day in his leading, in his energy, in his purposes, in his wisdom, as we walk in faith. Okay.
We're two minutes from being done, okay? Click in with me again. If you've, if you've ventured off into who's playing football later, I know the Broncos, I think, have a bye, but you know, re-engage right now, okay? We asked the question in the beginning. How should we wrap this series up? We spent 17 weeks of our lives as a church looking at characters, men and women of faith, what faith is all about. How do we wrap things up? I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray that we might be men and women who respond and go, okay, God, I, I want to I learn and grow in faith. I want to respond in faith. I, I want to, at least for these, and there, there's more than this, guys, but at least for this morning, you know, I, Lord, teach me how in faith to, to, to take these weights off, to lay aside these sins and weights, and, and in that I'm putting on, I'm putting on at the same time the things that, that, that are good, that are abundant. Um, Lord, boy, I, I've been sitting. I've been sitting. Or I've been jogging. I've been walking well. Lord, I don't know. This weird guy was talking about running. And something in me says, yeah, I want to run. I want to run more after you in my faith. And finally, as, as we do both of those, all of those, we're, ultimately, we're, we're, we're just keeping our eyes on him, on Jesus. We're, we're abiding in him. We're looking for him to, to restore, to renew. It's, it's all on him. Lord, it's all on you, Jesus, because apart from you, I can do nothing. Um, can we respond practically? Practically. As we leave here today, as we do our lives this afternoon, I pray that there can be a cool change as we abide in our Lord Jesus, the, the, the author and the perfecter of our faith. And, and may we see great things this year as a church. You know, as we approach, you know, this Advent season and a new year, God, it, it, man, if we, if we, if we mm, God will do some cool things as we walk by faith. Well, let's pray as we close. Lord Jesus, we come before you. Lord, again, we know that apart from your spirit working, apart from your voice being heard in our minds and our hearts, this is all moot. So Jesus, would you, would you please, Lord Jesus, we're dependent on you to make a change. Jesus, we want your kingdom to come. We, we sang about it. God, let your kingdom come here. Let your will be done here in us and to the world. And God, we ask you to, to, to even do this change this afternoon in our relationships, in what we have, whatever we got going on, Lord. Lead and guide us uh, this day in our faith. Walk, we pray. And Jesus, it's in your name, your mighty name, that we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Hey, have a great week. Let's do it. Let's respond well. Let's do it. Let's get after it. Let's have some fun. All right. Amen.